Welcome to Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life podcast. My name is Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com. What better legacy than to open our hearts to God and open our lives and homes to others? Jesus said, love me, love your neighbor. Sounds like a legacy life to me. Thank you for joining me. Hi, today I'm very excited that I get to share with you, my dear younger brother. Well, he's older than me, but he's younger than my other brother, Steve Moore. As you know, my name is Sue Moore Donaldson, and um, he's one of my favorite people in the world. And I hope that you will also uh, not just listen to this, but also go on YouTube because you get to see all his music, uh, guitars hanging from the walls behind him. <laughs> Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Steve is a pastor, a retired pastor, though does so much pastoral work right now where they just retired in North, is it Northwest Arkansas, I think. Yeah. Bella Vista, right? He's an yes. author. Um, he writes poetry and he's a mentor to many. I just thought of that this morning, Steve, because there's so many people that you come alongside in you in all your vocations, really, because you've been a school teacher, music teacher, um, you're a father, a grandfather, and a ping pong player that you beat us all. Now, I was raised with three ping pong tables at one point, but Steve <laughs> could beat us all, even dad. So Steve, welcome. And thank you for joining me on Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life. Thank you, Susu. I mean, <laughs> Sue. <laughs> yeah, Susu Baby Doll, as dad would Susa say. Susu Baby Doll is my yeah. name. Well, you. if you're going to call me that, I'll call you. I always called Steve the porta party not a porta potty <laughs> because Steve, whenever we would be bored, we'd call Steve, come on over because you make life more fun. And really, you were just telling me the other day, what are the three, maybe this is early on about what your legacy is, but something about fun. You had three things. Uh, oh, let's see. Lots of fun. Uh, no, that's the second one. I forgot. I'll have to oh, look well. at it. Well, well, we'll come up with it later. But anyway, <clears throat> what, yeah, it gives God I pleasure. I know what it is. Okie dokie. No fear. No fear. Mm. Lots of fun for his pleasure. No that's fear. It. No fear. That's my motto, if I can remember it. <laughs> no, well, yeah. As long as we live it, that's the main thing. That's the thing. No fear, lots of fun, gives God pleasure. Is that what you no, said? No, for his pleasure. For his pleasure. And why do you think us not being fearful gives God pleasure? Oh, because, no, it's because um, fear, you know, fear is, is, is man's, you know, the fear of man, it brings a snare, it says in the Bible. Hmm. And, uh, and perfect, perfect love, which only comes from God, casts out fear. So fear and God are are, are opposites. And so hmm. if we're with God, we can just turn our, well, we, we have lots of fears, but we just turn them over to him. Mm -hmm. takes care of us. Yeah, because we still fear. I mean, to be normal is yeah. to fear. Um, I remember hearing Tim Keller say, well, to worry is normal because we care. And it's a sign of our love for our children. But God still commands us, don't worry. I remember we we just watched this movie the other day, uh, Princess Bride. And, oh yeah! And the grandfather says to the little boy, "Are you worried?" "No, grandfather, I'm not worried. I'm just concerned." <laughs> yes, so we're we very concerned. concerned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing like adult children to draw us to our knees. Um, yes. Steve, I want you to share the T-shirt since some of us will see this on YouTube that you're wearing. <laughs> so oh, funny. okay. I'm gonna zip it down here. Oh yeah. What part of this? <laughs> don't you understand yes and describe what is this for those who are only know, listening just take a look at that that's, that's just uh, music uh, you know just writing down all the different things that music ter music terms that use 
Yeah. I've never actually tried to, to read this song. Yeah. But why would you not understand this? You know, yeah. being pretty yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. And of course, yeah. a, mus- a musician will probably walk right up to you and say, I do understand it. <laughs> but I, they, I, parts of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. They would be in the um, minority, I think. Well, yes. see, one, one reason I wanted to talk to you, um, not only because you're older and wiser than myself and fun mm-hmm. to be around. Older. Yeah. And you um, you have a, a many great legacies, but we were just together. Um, some of my audience knows that we do sibling reunions yes. and we were just in Arkansas at your home and got to see your church and meet some of your friends. Um, but one thing your wife said, dear Karen, who I've known since I was junior high, because I was, I think, in eighth grade when you got married, um, I've known her since junior high. Well, yeah, not, <laughs> not quite. 15. Yeah, and I was going to start off by saying I've known Steve my whole life, literally. <laughs> but um, one thing she said this last time, and it was—it just struck me as so being so true. And I thought then I go, wow, that'd be a great thing to talk to Steve about on my podcast. Uh, she said this very simply: Steve bleeds music, and mm-hmm. I thought, why? Why do you think Karen said that, Steve? Well. Um, because music is just part of my life to the point where, you know, I make up a song about something and it just comes, you know, and I'm not really that great of a melody uh, writer. I'm not a composer, but I'm a a lyricist. So I'm a poet. Mm. So uh, I I know a tune and uh, then I just take the song and put it to that tune. Like uh, I was teaching my ukulele, I was doing an assembly and I, I was telling the kids, um, we're gonna. I'm a school teacher too, so we're not gonna do music for a while. We're. I was playing my ukulele, so um, we're gonna have a have a um, a spelling bee. So uh, who's the best speller in the school? And this eighth grade girl stood up. I said, "Spell ukulele," and she says, "Why um, you?" I said, "No, that's not how you spell ukulele." Sit down. Then all the kids raised their hand. I went, "I can do it. I can do it." Nobody could spell ukulele. And then the, I asked the principal, and she couldn't spell it. Oh, that's I hilarious. I didn't mean to, uh, to embarrass you, but I just yeah. made up this little song earlier. It goes like this. U-K-U-L-E-L-E-U-K-U-L-E-L-E-U-K-U-L-E-L-E-U-K-A-L-E-U. Wow. And now they'll never forget how to spell ukulele because it's right. in a song. So right. that's, you know, songs to me have, have value for or learning as well as entertainment. So. Oh, wow. Well, you can see why I call him a porta party. I came across these. I still have cassette tapes. I'm sure Steve does too. Steve would make a, what he called Papa Steve song bags. How many? 14, 12? No, I've made nine. Nine. Okay. Cause I have the ninth one in my hand and I can show it yeah. for those who can. And then this, he always went by Papa Steve. And my kids were raised on Papa Steve song bags. So they knew these songs that would tell stories, ballads. Some of them were ballads. Most of them were pretty hokey and a lot of them were funny. <laughs> funny. I, I have great, yeah, I have great <laughs> memories of mom laughing so hard. She's practically falling off the chair because of his yeah. silly songs. But my kids loved it. In fact, one time Steve was visiting and it was um, a time when Bonnie was in fifth grade. And so my oldest was in fifth grade. She's 33 now. And Steve was the entertainment uh, at her classroom. We've never forgotten that. And it was, yes, she was so that. proud of her uncle Steve being the main entertainment. And he also did puppets. So 
Um, before I forget, I will say this again at the end. Steve is, you know how often I have uh, authors on this podcast and we give away a copy of one of their books. Steve is also an author, but I asked him if he could somehow give away a music lesson. And so if you would leave a comment and share it on your Insta story or however we're going to do that this week, your name will be entered to win one free 30-minute lesson of the music of the um, instrument of your choice. And these are the ones that Steve can teach because he is a full-time, well, part-time music teacher right now in his retirement. I don't think he'll ever retire. And these are the different instruments. And uh, catch me if I forget one, Steve. Harmonica, uh, yes. guitar. He taught, he's a wonderful guitarist, let me tell you. A ukulele, of course, banjo, piano. And then uh, more recently, he's been uh, teaching songwriting classes. So if you want to be in, well, I, I basically well, call it music theory, music theory. Okay. But, but it's applicable for songwriting. Yeah. And it's not well, so I, much the words, it's the yeah. music part of it. Well, I remember uh, actually, even though you're seven years older than I am, I remember the day you came home from high school and said that they were going to start a new class because you asked for it in high school, which was music theory. That's am right. I, re am I remembering I that, that right? Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. so because she, he went to the music uh, teacher, I guess, at the high school in Palos Verdes High School and said, I want this. And of course, she knew how to do it, right? So, yes. she could, so she could teach you music there. And then you majored in music or did you major in elementary education? At well, it, you had to major in a field. You couldn't major in elementary education. So oh, I got okay. my degree in music education with oh. an elementary degree, right. elementary education emphasis. Right. So anyway, um, back to the giveaway, if you um, win, you'll, and I'm going to let, and Steve's going to let you have three winners. So, you know, um, everybody tell your friends, and this could lead into something, um, into music lessons, maybe as a Christmas gift for a friend or for a child or for even yeah. a hus a spouse, you know, like when they retire and they finally want to learn how to play guitar or yes. ukulele. Steve, would you play a little song for us on um, your ukulele? Well, you already did that, but were you going to do one from Toy Story? I was showing off my new no. Apple Watch that has Toy, Toy Story on it. You want to play that? One of my very favorite songs in, in all the world is You've Got a Friend in Me. Because wait, is that a different, wait, 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 wait. Is that a different size ukulele that you're holding right now? Uh, this is not the same one. I just, this is called a, a tenor uke. Okay. I always recommend even the smallest kids to get a tenor rather than the little tiny sopranos because okay. you'll never outgrow this. It's not oh. great, really. Okay. It's much smaller than a guitar. But anyway, and this is a, a, one of my favorite songs because it says so much and it's really fun to play on the It's difficult, but I've had some of my students after about two years of lessons, they can play it just like I'm playing. Yeah. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. listening uh who's never played a musical instrument how are you how would you encourage them to go ahead and and take a lesson and get started on something oh I, my rule is you have to succeed the first you have to succeed or else or i haven't succeeded you have to be able to play a song so i start off with um do you recognize that 
Mama's little baby loves short bread. So they're actually playing a melody, and all they have to do is know the numbers of the strings. Four, four, three, two, one. So they go three, one, four, one. And I taught kindergarten, kindergartners, 30 kids. Well, there's about 20 in the class. Uh, how to play that. And they would go three, one, four, one, three, one, four, one, three, one, four, one, two, two, three. Oh, and they, I can play. And then the next thing they do is play the chord. Mama's little baby loves shortening, shortening. So it's really easy because the open <laughs> strings are, an, are a chord. So what you meant what, at the beginning was you want, you want everybody to leave their first lesson having been able to have some ability to play something. Yes, they will I think believe. that's a, that's a great teaching tool because you want, I mean, aspiration because you want people to feel successful. Right. Nothing succeeds like success. Yes. And I tell them, uh, you're not you're not playing just to please yourself. When you go home, you have to play for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So be, even if you don't, don't have to sing well, but but you play the song and they'll recognize it. If you do that, but somebody else has to hear it because music is designed to be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. I teach that to my kids, whether they're Christians or not. And because I want them to, to realize God uses people to bless other people. Now, what about you play, you play guitar every night, late night before you go to bed. So that's playing for yourself though. Right. So that goes against what you just said. Oh no. It, it, it would be like saying I go to church, but I never have private devotions. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe a, a balanced Christian worships in the large group as large as possible. And we worship together and listen to the same message at the same time. Yeah. Okay. And then we meet in small mm-hmm. groups so we can apply that message and ask questions and get prayer. And then we go one-on-one with God. And that would be my one-on-one with my guitar. Oh, okay. So it's, I, I get, I have a, a biblical reason why I can get away with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like it because I always go to bed with Steve playing guitar downstairs. So that's really a blessing. Um, one time my, my youngest daughter, I was playing, her name is Heidi. And I was playing just late at night. I call it noodling. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stopped, put my guitar away, and I heard this soft little voice. Papa, don't quit. I'm not asleep yet. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Heidi, I'll play oh, one more song. That's so cute. Now, um, well, I don't know if you can answer this kind of a big question, but in what way has music impacted your life? And do you think music is for everyone? Because my husband will not, he doesn't like to sing along with the praise music. It's just, you know, Mark, you love him. Oh, yeah. But he's but he played cornet in high school. I don't know if you knew that. I knew that he was yeah. in the marching band. So he appreciates music. But whether yeah. he, he would never participate like you and I doing solos and all that sort of thing. What was the first part of your question? Because I'm already answering the second. Oh, part. that's right. Um, my first part was uh, in what way has music impacted your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, music changed my personality. Oh, wow. Well, God you know, gives us a personality. And sure. I, I, don't, I don't reject what he gives me, but it brought my personality out that I didn't know I had. Oh, wow. I really, I always thought of myself as kind of an introvert. I'm not an introvert, but. Obviously but, not. But in junior high and high school, you know, I just didn't. Anyway, when I learned the guitar, I played piano since I was five, mm-hmm. but took formal lessons at starting at 10, mm-hmm. continuing until, until I was 19. So nine years of formal piano lessons, but. I got the guitar when I was 13 and uh, I did the same thing everybody does. I went in my room and played for myself and nobody else gets to hear it. And mom wouldn't give us lessons. She said, I'm paying for lessons. I'll get you a guitar, but we're not paying for lessons. So I, Mrs. Wilson was my piano teacher and the Kingston trio was my 
guitar teacher. I love it. Because I had their records and I played along with them. I mean, I tried to play along with their music. Well, don't you think, I feel bad what you said about mom, because it's not like she was a witch. I just think we didn't have the money. (laughs) Well, there's five of us and she was trying to give everybody lessons. Yes, that's right. Yeah. No, and, and, and she really, she didn't relate to guitar. Yeah. That was not her generation. No. She related uh, to the piano. Sure. In organ and church music and stuff. So anyway, but anyway, so so the, when I learned to play the guitar and I was able to play enough so that I could bring it down to the youth group at church oh. and start playing for singing, they go, Steve, come to our party and bring your guitar. Wow. And I go, oh, it's not me they want, but they want the guitar connected to me. So they want me as long as I bring my guitar, which was fine with me. Yeah. And then we went to Mexico when I was 18 uh, for our senior year. We went to Mexico for a gospel team and I brought my guitar. We learned lots of songs. And most of the songs we learned were in Spanish. Wow. Well, but, the, but the chords don't matter. you know. So, I, And from then on, I realized I'm a guitar player. And wow. that brought me into, um, you know, into where I was useful to people, you know. And they would, they would, they would, because they would be entertained. So the second part of your question is, what is the value of music? Is it valuable for everybody? And here's my answer to that. Uh, I'll give it to you in Japanese. Kyotsugo. Hmm. Kyotsugo is a Japanese word I learned in Japan. It means universal language. Oh. Music is the universal language. I agree. Everybody, nobody doesn't like music. It's like nobody doesn't like to breathe. Mm-hmm. Nobody doesn't like to eat. It's just, it's, it's just uh, breathing and eating is for your body. Music's for your soul. I mean, the mm-hmm. arts, mm-hmm. but the best art, and I'm not prejudiced, but I'm, the best <laughs> art is music. Let me tell you something. Article, <laughs> this article in Time Magazine, what makes kids smarter? 10 facts backed by science. Number one on the list, music lessons. Wow. It makes kids smarter. And they tested it with IQ. And mm. It's this plain and simple research shows Music lessons makes kids smarter. So wow. it's a valuable thing. And another, yeah. another article that went along with that just said that it's good for older people too. Mm. And it helps them that, that to offset the deleterious, whatever that word means, effects of aging. Oh, yeah. Hmm. yeah so, so music. And so guys like Mark. And so in my, I have a, a pep talk that I give all pers- prospective students. And they have to read it first before mm-hmm. they even take the lessons. Oh. And then, and in there, it talks about music as a universal language. Nobody doesn't like music. But then I said the majority, and I have an actual statistic on this: the majority of of, of Americans that we do in America are only consumers. But a minority, and I think it was something like fourteen or fifteen percent, are makers of music, and mm-hmm. they are the ones who want to take music lessons because they want to actually produce. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a consumer. It just, it just, it's part of our DNA. Sure. Music. Makes us move. It makes us love. I mean, helps us in our loving and, and relationships. But when you make music, then you're then you're being creative, and, and you are one who is you. God's using you to use mm-hmm. music to bless other people, and it's so yeah. much more fun to be a music maker than just a music consumer. Well, and I think the word creative scares off people. They say, "Well, I'm not creative." In fact, um, in second grade, my teacher laughed at my pig I'd made because I colored it pink. And she goes, pigs are not really pink. And it's funny how I don't remember her name, but I remember how she made me feel badly. And I think that um, some random comment, I mean, I'm sure she never even thought she said something bad to me. There was some random comment could really uh, destroy your thoughts that you could be creative. So I think you're being so 
encouraging. And perhaps remind me to give the link to that pep talk in the show notes and then people oh, can sure. see what they're getting into if, if they Mark win the contest. You, yeah. If your husband, Mark, were in my, in my community, yep. I'd say, Mark, come and join Joyful Noise. That's a mm-hmm. band I started at church. Okay. And we have 24 people, everything from Jews, harps to, to uh, trumpets and all kinds of instruments in between. And I would really, I, I'd say, this music is so easy. Just come and play along with us. And yeah. he might not, but yeah. the thing is, there would be an opportunity for it. Yeah. And, and I bring, it, I'm bringing people out of the woods in this band. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. It's such an opportunity to create and also to bless others. I have a question that has nothing to do with music, but I just remembered it this morning. Something that's very unique about my brother is he normally, when he wears a regular shirt with a pocket, uh, or a jacket. He has what he calls my brain in my pocket. It's a tiny little notebook. Do you have it on hand that you can hold it up for the viewers? Cause he's wearing a t-shirt right now. I think, is that called my brain in my pocket? There it is. Papa Steve's brain. Now, um, obviously I take it's, it, my rule is I take it everywhere, but the shower. Okay, good. I'm glad you don't <laughs> take it to the shower. Uh, I, I want to ask you this. When did you begin doing that and how has it served you? I think I started in college. No, so I, that I was think, a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had, and I, for a while, I was, I was saving them. Oh. And I do have box, uh, several boxes full, but I don't have all of them. And I, because I write in there, um, there are things written in there that I want to remember. Because I, I, I hear a quip or a quote or a fact. I don't like going to the movies because they won't stop the movie for me to go back. <laughs> Like hear that quote, but at home, yes, you can do that at home. <laughs> yeah, and uh, people's phone numbers, um, just anything that I that I don't think I'm going to remember, I, you know, I put I, I put in there. Uh, I don't know if you have time for this. I, I probably not, so I'll skip it. But I wrote a poem about it. Yeah, and I don't. I used to have it memorized, but I don't now. But I have it here. Anyway, the idea is, uh, I have a paper memory. My mind, here's the last stanza. I have a paper memory. My mind deserves no crown. Uh, how quickly I forget the things that I've not written down. <laughs> that is so true. I am a paper piler. And then I can't remember where I put it or that I even wrote it down. Is there any particular um, rhyme or reason to your things that you can actually find something in that notebook? Is it so small that it doesn't matter? You can flip through all the pages. Uh, that's exactly right. It's, so, it's small enough. I got these at Walmart and it is an advertisement. Uh, <laughs> they have about a hundred pages and this wow. is a brand new one. I just started. They go about six months and then this gets totally filled up. Here's the, here's the old one. Yeah. And it's completely filled up with stuff. Yeah. And part of the, part of the stuff I put in there uh, is uh, my list of things to do today. Oh, okay. Because I told you the other day, you're number six, Stu. Sue. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for this interview was number six. (laughs) I'm glad at least I was number six on your list. Steve, as you know, this is a a Legacy Life podcast, and I'd like you to share with us maybe in a sentence or two, what legacy uh, do you want to pass down to those who know and love you? Um, I thought about that in... hard to answer just in one sentence. I know. It's not so much um, any particular knowledge or anything, I, I, but I, what I want to be known or remembered yeah. for yeah. is uh, it's a simple, it's such a simple word. It's the word good. Oh. And I told you I'd, I'd share this. So it's just some, a, a devotional I came across 
and he says it better and quicker than I, if I try to explain it. Okay. J.R. Miller, a pastor of the last century. Um, let me find it here again. Anyway, he was talking about there are, there are um, here it is. A good man is based on a verse in Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains, obtains favor from the Lord. And he says, a good man is one who loves God and does his will. The scripture does not say a great man. Does not say a rich man. So I, I, I don't want to be a great man. I don't want to be a rich I'm never going to be a rich man. <laughs> Uh, doesn't say a strong man. Uh, it doesn't say a man of rank, of nobility. If any of these were qualifications required to attain God's favor, uh, there would be many people who never could obtain God's favor. And it wouldn't even be their fault because not everybody's going to be those things. But everybody could be good. And he says the qualification is a good man. Goodness is within the reach of all of us. Hmm. If only we are good, it matters little what our condition in other regards are. And so that's what I want to be remembered. And of course, the definition of good is legion, but it goes with honest, courageous, godly. I mean, the word God is embedded in the word good, mm -hmm. and I want to be godly. Mm -hmm. So that's in a simple way. Um, another something that I, that I had written a long time ago, the name Moore, my last name is Moore. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many, I mean, in my brother is Hyatt Moore the third, his son is Hyatt Moore the fourth, and his son is Hyatt Moore the fifth. <laughs> they call him high five. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh, I don't get that privilege because I have three daughters and they all have, they're all married wonderfully and they all married men and they have different last names. I can't pass on my family name. Actually, I had a son. He lived 17 hours, Peter mm -hmm. James Moore. Yep. And he's gone. And I, I, I just kind of felt bad. I still have a little bit of bothers me a little bit. I don't get to pass my name on. Mm -hmm. I, have, I have 25 in my family, counting my wife and me, our three daughters and our, our 11 grandchildren and our five great-grandchildren. But none of them are Moors. Mm -hmm. A pastor I heard say once this. He said, if we have passed on to our progeny the name and fame of Jesus, isn't that enough? Yep. Isn't that so much better? And then that's all that matters. And that silences our egotistical, and it is, it's ego. Mm -hmm. It silences our egotistical gripes. This is my own writing now about no more mores. Yeah. It's his name that counts, not mine. It's Jesus, right. only Jesus. Mm. So I want to pass the faith along, but the faith has to be, has to be surrounded by um, things that make sense to the little ones. And it isn't just theology or doctrine. It's got to be goodness that they see mm -hmm. in their grandpa or their, mm -hmm. their dad. Mm -hmm. And I remember the Gaither vocal band saying, helping to build the faith of another, passing the faith along. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to do, build yeah. the faith. But I just happen to use the tools of music and poetry and humor and just, you know, uh, relational fun. Yeah. And also the word of God, you're um, an excellent teacher and People always want you to be leading things because I think God has gifted you with, with leadership. And it reminds me that interesting you use the word good. Years ago, mom was up visiting here in the, in our town, and she loved to go look at houses. So we would get the, you know some 
poor, intrepid realtor to drive us around. And <laughs> I remember we we're standing on the sidewalk out in front of our house afterwards, and he was chatting with her. And, and there was something she must have said about, oh, I don't want to use up your time, or I couldn't spend that much money, or whatever she would say. And uh -huh. he said, you're a good woman, Mrs. Moore. Uh -huh. And she said, um, oh, no, young man, only God is good. <laughs> and I thought, well, it, good for you, mom. I've said that too. Call yeah. no man good. Jesus yeah. himself said it. Yeah, that's He's right. A good master. But and see, we, we, the thing about mom and about you as well is that we we don't just talk about God in the confines of a church, but it's part of who we are. Yeah. And that's what people, they don't all come to know God through relationships with us, but at least they know where we stand. And um, the fact that you bring so much joy to the, your neighbors, just walking your darling dog, et cetera. Now, did you have to overcome any obstacles or meet any challenges to pass on this legacy of um, passing on Jesus to others around you? Um, yes. And the biggest obstacle is my, is my pride mm. that everyone has. Right. And it, it, gets, it gets the best of me. I, I don't intend, no one does, well, maybe they do, but I don't intend to be prideful. But I'm so confident that I walk over people sometimes, don't mean oh. to, even my own kids. And uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Maybe they can't. And I might put too much pressure on somebody. And so sometimes I leave people in the dust and I feel really bad about that. I'm, you know, it's one of the, it's the rough edge. Everyone has talents and gifts from God that has rough edges. Mm -hmm. And through experience, some of those rough edges can get rough, rubbed off. But in the meantime, you've left the people, some people in your wake that may, may, may not feel comfortable around you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I've had some of that happen. Mm -hmm. That makes me sad. And I, I want it to be better between now and then, between now and the end. Yeah. Like I told you the other day, I don't want to be a grizzly bear. I want to be a, I want to be a teddy bear. Yeah. I wrote a poem about that. Yeah, of course yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I remember a few years ago, plus that's beautiful, the testimony you just shared, because we all have things that I don't see you that way because I'm the same way. Maybe that's why I, you don't bother me. <laughs> but can everybody be like you and me? Yeah, huh? yeah. Praise God, they aren't. I, my husband just rolls his eyes. But yeah. uh, my wife does. Yes. But the thing of it is, is that uh, you admit it. See, there's people who go to their deathbed and they don't know why they've hurt somebody's feelings. They didn't mean to, but they think it's their problem. And yeah. your humility no. is humility is the way we get closest to God because he goes, look, yeah. I know you're this way. Just admit it. And yeah. you, you, right. just, you just admitted it to the airways. And I praise God for that. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> but to be a teddy bear, that's that's pretty wonderful. And I think that goes right along with my last question, which is how do you embody God's welcome in your life? I embody God's welcome in my life. Well, I know that God loves everybody, the whole wide world. He wants to, He wants everybody in his family. So I want to be God to them, if I could say that carefully. Yes. I want I want because you said embody. Mm -hmm. Sounds like incarnation to me. Mm -hmm. So I want to be, I want to be the welcoming of God incarnate in the lives of everybody. Yesterday, I'll give you an example. A man that comes to our I, I teach a Bible study at the old folks home near us. And this guy had the idea of the book that we're studying. I said, let's do your idea. And then he said, can you give us notes with fill-ins? I said, okay, we'll do that. And now he won't come. Oh, no. So I went and saw him in the, in the dining room afterwards. And, and he was talking to somebody else. And I, I come up and just waited there. And he says, what do you want? Oh. And I said, I just came to say hi. I wasn't going to rebuke him for not showing up. Yeah. 
And he says, go away. Oh. And I go, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a real test. So I yeah. went away. Yeah. And then I thought, what can I say now? And here's my saying to myself. What can I say? Nothing. I have to pray. Yeah. And we say, has it come to that? Well, prayer should be first anyway, not exactly. last. But, I'm gonna, but then as I prayed, I thought of something. Oh. I want to go to him if I get a chance. And I'll just have to take the chance. I'll just go over there. Knock on his door and say, Will, um, is there something in your life that's, that's, that you're, that's hurting you right now? I was wondering if it might be. Or, if it, or is it me? <laughs> and that's okay. If it's something else, mm-hmm. I totally understand. You don't have to tell me. But, or if it's me, maybe I need to confess something to you. I don't think, I don't think so, but you might, mm-hmm. might think so. Mm-hmm. And, and after that, I'll be done. Yeah. I think we have to give people a chance to tell you. Uh, if there's something bothering them about you, but then after that, uh, you, you leave it up. You know, it's the ball's in their court. God's mm-hmm. going to work on them from here mm-hmm. on out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think the meaning, well, you probably know this more than I do because you went to seminary, but the meaning of Christian is to be a little Christ. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. so when you say that we are to be God's welcoming, that's the whole idea. I, I've been speaking on it for a hundred years, it seems. But the idea is that God welcomes the world through us. I mean, he commanded us to do it. And one way to do it is through welcoming them into our lives, which you do all the time, and into our homes, uh, which you forced Karen to do all these years because she's the introvert of the family. Uh, to, I want to tell you what I tell the audience the one thing that you did when you were asked to be a youth pastor in this church and you hadn't been there for a while and you wanted to get to know all the kids. And so one way, one way to do it fast was to invite a group of them. I don't think you invited the whole youth group. No, over I did week. three or four at a time. Okay. And what did you do? The three P ministry. I called we had it. a three P party. It was okay. called a three P party. <laughs> and the three P's were no ping Pepsi. pong counts as one. Okay. So really it would be four P's, but yes, ping pong, right. you had a ping okay. pong table, ping pong, Pepsi and pizza. Oh, and if okay. it, if it didn't like Pepsi, we had you know Orange Crush or root beer. Yeah. But the point was, we had food and we had games. Right. And they didn't have to know how to play ping pong, but we still played it. And sometimes we play other games, and we would do three or four kids at a time. Because with ping pong, you you can play two on a side, you know. So that's why the three. Mm-hmm. And also, oh. we used to play round robin. We could and just go around, and when it's your turn, you pick it up and go. Then you run around. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Well, I hope I'm sure the audience has heard today that I have grown up with a very fun brother, and you're all very jealous. Um, <laughs> but he is one that I could share with you, especially if you go to Northwest Arkansas right now. And Steve, thank you. This has been an absolute delight. I know you've encouraged so many, and that you continue to. And I'm proud to be your sister in a very humble way. That's a good kind of pride. Yes. I'm proud to be your little brother. Yeah. (laughs) Watch that. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.